0: Hello, and welcome to another mind-boggling episode of We Only Look Thin. (laughs)
1: Mind-boggling. I am
0: Donald Weigel.
1: And I am Catherine Weigel. And together, we are, say our names at the same time. Catherine Weigel. (laughs) I got
0: very confused trying to say my name at the same time as you.
1: I don't know, I guess we're not going to be the singing sensations. We finished each other's sandwiches, whatever.
0: I, I mean. can't even walk and chew gum at the same time, let alone have you ever, marinade. you know, I
1: should post that video of you chewing of gum. Of me chewing week.
0: gum? Oh my god. Everyone loved the
1: Coca-Cola video. Yeah. Do you I remember?
0: I don't know about the chewing gum Him
1: chewing gum is like watching a circus performer ride a tricycle backward. I like.
0: don't like <laughs> chewing gum. I haven't done it since I was about 14 years old on on a regular basis and
1: I imagine you in like a sailor suit with like a giant <laughs> <laughs> for some reason.
0: giant like lollipop that you're as chewing gum big also. as my head yeah, yeah something really bubbles. bad
1: happens i
0: had i had a secret big league chew incident when i was Playing Little League. That I, no, that's not true at all. I just don't like chewing gum. <laughs> he
1: looks really weird. If anyone can look weird chewing gum, it's him. It's like it's happening backward. She, like
0: she made me chew gum within the last year and then laughed and laughed. <laughs> it was hilarious for her.
1: <laughs> I think I just snorted on national, <laughs> national television. television. Oh, there we did. We talked at the same time. Bibia, Jig. Coke, LaCroix. Anyway, hi. Hello,
0: everyone. Now that that's out of our system, um, this episode we are going to follow up with Kate.
1: Yay. Um,
0: It's actually been three weeks since we recorded our, um, I think we mentioned that later on in this episode, but uh, since we recorded the initial interview with Kate, and uh, we're going to check in, see how she's been, see how she's doing, and uh, see where she's going to be.
1: Yeah, and I want to say that the response to our first Kate episode catasode. The catasode. The catasode. Uh was or the Caiting, that's the it. Kate-ning. The Caitanye. Kate-ning. The mm-hmm. uh this time Was it's really personal. great. And I know we have talked about gaining and losing weight uh many times over decades. But there's something about, you know, being inspired by someone who is at goal, like us, is one thing. But being <laughs> inspired by someone who it has come forward in the middle of the struggle and is working their way back down we're all in this together. There yeah. is no finish line. And I know we keep saying that, but wherever you are in your journey, you're inspiring someone. Someone wishes that they were the way you are today. Someone wishes they had your activity level and, you know, let that inspire you to be your best and to move forward with sustainable lifestyle changes. Um, we are so excited to be following Kate's journey. But this is a real person with, like, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we we are cheering her on and we are supporting her. She's in our accountability group, yeah, which is we, awesome. Yeah, we
0: know she can do it, and we know that... Um, that- we also know that she needs support and that we need support. Um, you know, being at my goal weight, I feel a lot of times like I'm hanging on by a thread. You know, I could go back, uh, I could go back to the person. Well, I am still the same person. I could physically go back to the person that I was, um, at, at any time really. And, um, it's, uh, this is about, you know, being together and, and working lifelong to, um, to maintain health.
1: Yeah, and for me, I am part of a couple of accountability groups. I'm in the half size me community, uh, the we only look thin player community, uh, and uh, grandma business. Someone actually mentioned wanting more grandma business, so we got to bring that back. I'm grandma business, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, grandma, it's time for Wapner, <laughs> um, but. You know, I see people in all phases of their journey, and it feels really good to be with a group of people who have heard the same messages, who are working on loopholes, who are working on um, sustainable changes, but we still do come across people who are at the Get thin, quick phase.
0: Yeah, I think Catherine just joined in um, another online group recently, and
1: because um, I need to be inspired.
0: Yeah, and she was telling me that that so many of the people in there were just saying, "Oh, I have six weeks to get into a certain outfit for a wedding, and so I'm going to do this extreme plan or that extreme plan." And.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I'm sure I can lose 3 pounds a week, but for the next 6 weeks, right? Like, and everyone's, you know, and the other people in the community are going, "Yeah, you can do it." And I'm going, "Oh, dear lord, yeah, please, please don't
0: don't Wait. do that." Um, you know, it's Cuz I'm a
1: killjoy bummer.
0: as yeah, we're the fun police basically. And We're
1: actually going to do an episode on being the fun police. Yeah,
0: and and the I just like the name fun police. We try and come up with That's our the band names name. and then and then we try and fit the episodes to the name. We do. And um the I think that it's You know, one thing that we always try and talk about is that it's small, sustainable changes. There is no one weird trick to weight loss. There's there's no there's no, you know, get thin quick plan that is going to last the rest of your life. I I just I I just don't believe it exists. And you know, the only way you're going to get there and the only way that you're going to stay there is by making changes that are sustainable, things that you can keep up for the rest of your life.
1: And a really big shift for me in this last two and a half years has been the dealing with the emotional side of it because, you know, someone posted and I've done this too. It's not like I'm, I'm talking down to anyone, but someone was like, oh, I got my meal plan and I got my exercise plan and I'm going to work out with my trainer six days a week. And I'm also doing boxing on top of that. And then I'm also doing a fast. And, you know, it's, is any of that sustainable? Is that what you want your life to look like? Do you want to be told what to eat for the rest of your life? I know when I'm feeling out of control, and when I did at 250 pounds, I wanted someone to take over. Um, and but that's not sustainable. What I what I had to work on was the reasons I ate emotionally, and um, you know. So you can do. Sure, you could probably lose three pounds a week doing a crazy plan. Um, but is, are you going to survive past that one event, that one wedding, that one reunion? Um, I want to see everyone stay on track and accountable and have days that are more indulgent than others and live real life because that's what this is about. If like I used to, I remember when I was doing the cabbage soup diet, Mm. um, I, uh, I didn't want to go see a friend at college because I didn't want to go off my cabbage soup plan. And I remember her at the time going like, come on, like you're staying home this weekend because of cabbage, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I felt so white knuckled to just stay within what I can control that I wouldn't even go visit my friend. And, you know, living in a world that you can be aware, make adjustments, deal with the unexpected you know, all of that is so important. And, you know, a quick plan is not going to get you where you need to be f- forever.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, I think that you said that wonderfully. And I think that that brings us back to Kate.
1: Yay. Um, who is, uh,
0: who is also trying to implement small sustainable changes. And um, I think we should check in with her and see how it's going. Ooh,
1: should we call this episode Kate Judgment Day? Like Kate, Partou, Kate Part
0: day. Two, Kate Part Two. That's an excellent idea. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there is no like, Judgment Day. It's all just a journey. Uh, in the
0: in the second act, there's a twirling shotgun and a motorcycle for some reason. Yeah,
1: and a, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a Terminator reference. Everybody. So. <laughs> um, I think
0: I think they figured it out when you said Judgment Day. I think people know what that is.
1: I, they might. So, um, so yeah. Please, please, please don't try to do anything extreme. Um, we don't have all the answers, as you know very clearly. But there
0: are. <laughs> Very, very Uh, clearly. Um, but we did lose a hundred pounds. I believe we did it in a, a sustainable way. And, um, there was no, you know, it took us both two years. Um, and well, in a way it took us a
1: lifetime. It took me 40 years. Yeah.
0: But, um, there was
1: one set of footprints.
0: (laughs) That was very funny. Um, like, I
1: almost lost my voice when I said that yeah but um, uh,
0: it, you know try and do this in a gentle sustainable way and speaking of uh, gentle and sustainable I think it's time to talk to Kate <laughs> I don't know
1: <laughs> she's gentle she's sustainable it's Kate um, so again thank you so much for the outpouring of support for the Kate episode and uh, Thank you also to Kate for sharing your story. This is vulnerable. Um, I think we even talked about her having a vulnerability hangover. Like there was so much support. It's, it's scary to put yourself out there publicly when you're doing well and when you're struggling. So, um, so thank you for being on this adventure journey with us and with Kate and, uh, enjoy this follow-up episode
0: yes and if you want more please uh let us know if you want more um please rate us on itunes follow us um, on
1: instagram follow us on us instagram Facebook. find us on our
0: website and uh share 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 this share this podcast let other people know and about enjoy. it
1: and so without any further ado
0: there's been lots of ado so this far is
1: all, ado, it's basically. all ado
0: but now we'll get to the actual uh heart of the episode
1: and uh check in with kate All right, here we go. So remember, we are an inspiration. (laughs) 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 Don looked at me and was like, what? Uh, We're inspirational. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you later. Enjoy this interview with Kate. Bye. Hey there. It is Catherine from We Only Look Thin, and we are talking to Kate again, who you may recall from a previous episode. Hi
2: there, Kate. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Donald. Hi, everyone.
0: Hello. How's it going?
2: Good. Really, really good. How about you? Very good.
0: So um, I think the the most important thing is, it's actually been three weeks since we have talked. And the most important burning question is, how have we inspired you over the last three weeks? <laughs> um, no, that's not really the most important question. <laughs> how have you been? How's it been going?
2: It's It's been going really, really well. Um, I have, all sincerity, been very inspired, been feeling great. And I will say, um, honestly, every time I've started a new plan, the first week at least or two always feel great. But I was thinking about it as we got ready to talk. And this time does feel very different than other times because I'm making much more gradual changes. Most times when I've tried to lose weight, I jump right in both feet, change a million things, working out five days a week, eating totally differently. Everything's different. And within a week or two, I'm burning myself out. And this time has been very much the opposite of that. Small steps, totally achievable. And I'm feeling really, really great three weeks in. Oh, so that's great.
1: So I know um, the, you set out some ideas of things that you were going to accomplish in the first week. And I know you had some pretty bad weather the first week on your plan. Um, can you kind of talk to us about how your first week went? What went well?
2: Sure. Um, the biggest thing for me was really stopping sugar. And I knew when we talked about it that that was going to be the hardest thing for me, and probably also the most important thing for me. And I will say it was the hardest thing. Um For probably about 10 days, it was really, really tough. I wanted it all the time. I would eat lunch, and then I would expect a dessert. I would eat dinner, and then I would want a dessert middle of the day, I wanted sugar and um, I didn't have it. I've now gone three weeks without having it. And by the time time I got to that about 10 day point, it became so much easier. Not to say that I don't still occasionally have a moment when I see someone eating a cookie and I think that looks good, but it's not the sort of all consuming urge that I was having at the beginning. Um, So I think that's really by far the biggest change. It was the hardest of the changes that I've made, but I also think I feel the most benefit from it.
0: Wow, oh, right. that's great.
2: Well, and I know too, uh, you
1: celebrated the Easter weekend and I believe you got through Easter without sugar. How
2: how did you manage that? Yep, um, I did. And honestly, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. There was sugar everywhere. Um, I was at my sister's with all my family. There were tons of delicious looking Desserts, but my mom had also brought a bowl of fruit. um, And I just didn't really think about it much. Um, I went into it very committed. I also, so Easter happened to fall right at two weeks. And I had told myself once I made it through two weeks, I was going to give myself a little reward. And I thought, this isn't worth it to me. I can eat the fruit and I'll still feel great tomorrow. And if I ate the sugar, I knew I would feel worse, both physically and mentally, about having done that when I committed to myself and to you that I wasn't going to do that. And it really worked. I will say during that first week, um, I think twice, I woke up from dreams where I was binging on sugary treats and woke up and just felt relieved that it wasn't real
0: um <laughs> that to me too yeah I, I, yeah i've had those dreams something also. happened where
1: i thought i had over like i had gone to costco and eaten all the muffins and i woke up and i felt like really upset and then i realized it was a dream but i still had that residual yeah. guilt like so uh, so that that definitely <laughs> happens so It sounds like abstaining is really something that resonates with you. Um, Is there anything else uh, in the last couple of weeks that you've had to abstain from or replace your sugar with something else?
2: Um, I really haven't. And, And it was interesting, too. I was thinking about looking at these past three weeks, what were my successes, what were my failures? And I realized even the things I didn't quite do the way that I thought I would, I don't think of them as failures. So at that same Easter meal, I ate three biscuits. And in the past, I would come home and said, that was terrible. I was terrible. I ate three biscuits at Easter dinner. But you know what? I didn't look at it that way. I looked up how many calories those three biscuits were. I was still in a range that I felt really good about for my calories for the day. I wasn't overly stuffed and I didn't eat sugar. So I still considered the day a win. Was three biscuits my healthiest option? No, but I'm okay with it and not beating myself up about that.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, it's funny, Catherine and I were just having a discussion about this uh, this morning about, how it's important to not think of yourself as being good or bad in this whole process or, or you're not good or bad because of your choices. They're just the choices that you're making. And sometimes I want to eat things that are, you know, not considered healthy, but I keep them within my calories and, and move on. And, and you know, it's it's important to make those things a part of your life, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and life happens I mean you've got uh you've got Easter and then I know you have a big event coming up next weekend, don't you?
2: Yep uh, my mom is getting married next weekend so I will be in her wedding and there will be you know a number of food related activities around that with rehearsal dinner wedding, brunch the day after a lot of exciting things and also a lot of food related things. So
1: in the past, so, uh, say a couple of years ago when you were faced with, uh, an event like that, uh, a special occasion or a big family event, um, what would you say you did then and how will you adjust that now? So were you super strict before and now you realize you need to be a little bit more balanced or kind of what have you learned from your past, uh, austerity measures?
2: Um, Yeah, I think it's really just moderation. And I think depending on which sort of before we're talking about, there's a lot of periods of time when I would look at these occasions as a total free for all, eat everything I want. My mom's getting married once. Um, I'm not really sure why that gives me freedom to eat everything, but I would feel like it did eat all the things. Um, and then heck, I want to eat all the things. Knowing that mom's getting
1: married.
0: <laughs> yes, your mom's getting married. I will eat all the things. I'm so
1: happy. But, I will eat.
0: Kate's mom only gets married once. What,
2: what's stopping me? Loopholes. That's what's stopping me. Oh. Um, and then a couple of years ago when I was losing on a different plan, I would have been really pretty strict with myself. Um, and I would have, you know, maybe eaten before I went to the dinner, Um, and really just sort of stuck as closely as I possibly could to exactly my plan. And this time I would say, um, it's moderation and I'm going to be somewhere in between the two. I'm going to be conscious of it. Um, each day there's one meal that's really going to be sort of the big deal meal. And I'll be planning for that with how I eat the rest of the day. Um, and then really just sort of choosing the, the middle path, I guess I would say. Yeah. And I'm sticking to no sugar. I might have a piece of cake at the wedding. Um, I haven't entirely decided about that. But if I do, that's going to be the only sugar that I have.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: I spoke to someone yesterday uh, in our accountability group who was headed to a wedding last night, and she was very worried about uh, what she was going to do and how many calories you know, she should estimate and uh, i have to remind myself of this and i reminded her that it's not the event necessarily that's the issue it's what you plan for the day after and getting back on track because i know in the past for me you know it's been like well it's sunday now and i you know oh the yesterday was great let me just indulge a little bit more before i get back on track so it's it's really the after the event i think that has a big impact how you kind of uh, recover from maybe more indulgent choices. I know I still struggle with that. What has been easier than you anticipated in the last three weeks?
2: I think in general, the, the whole process, once I got past the sugar piece, has been easier. Um, I am not fully counting my calories, but I'm being mindful of them. So I do journal everything that I eat every day. And a few times I've logged it into my fitness pal to get a sense of the calories I'm eating on an average day and make sure I feel good about it. Um, And um, not having sugar has also given me a much better, um, I guess, stable energy. I'm not having those highs and then crashes that I was constantly having when I was eating sugar multiple times a day. And I think that alone has made a really... Huge difference in making everything feel,
0: easier. yeah.
2: Um, I was a little bit surprised by how dramatic of a difference it was, and really how quickly I felt it. I think within three or four days of stopping sugar, I could tell a really big difference in my energy level.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's big. Like if you can recognize that and and you know try and remember how you feel when you're eating the sugar, and you know use that as motivation to stay away from it.
1: So, um, and I—I I don't recall. Are you planning on abstaining from sugar for the foreseeable future? Or are you doing a, a thirty-day, or kind of what's your plan on on the sugar side?
2: Um, for now, my plan is to just abstain from it. I think at some point I will probably add it back in, but I will work to make sure that it's planned and not an urge in the moment. Um, but at this point, I'm really doing well not having it, and I think for now I'd rather not add that unless. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's almost exactly what I did. I, uh, I cut out all sugar for a very long time and then have worked it back in. Um, and it, it worked well for me. Um, so you're, you cut out sugar, you're journaling everything you eat. Um, have you made any other changes so far?
2: One other thing just to mention on the journaling, cause I was pretty resistant to that for a very long time. Um, and it's turned out to be a much bigger help than I expected it to be. Part of that is I let go of a lot of the ideas of what I thought journaling had to be, and I'm just using it for what works for me. So I'm writing down what I ate, and then I'm also a little bit using it for thoughts I have, um, either sometimes noting things I'm grateful for, or really using it to help me be more mindful of what I'm eating and when I'm eating. A few different times I went to get a snack, and then when I really paused to think about it, I realized I'm not hungry, I'm bored. And I learned that I'm not great at telling the difference between boredom and hunger. So that's something that I'm really working on being conscious of. Um, As far as other steps, I'm working on drinking more water, which I've done a lot better at, some days more than others, um, and getting more steps. And honestly, that's the one that I haven't been doing as great at. Um, and I'm also sort of okay with it right now. I think, like I said before, I didn't want to launch into a million changes at once this time. So if I'm more focused on the food and mindful eating and journaling and not eating sugar, I know I can up my steps as I go. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. And I, I, I've been a believer for a long time that if you if you have to give one, give a little on the exercise as opposed to the food because the, uh, the food is really what – well, I don't know. I was about <laughs> to say what gets you. but um,
1: <laughs> You can't outrun a fork, right? You can't
0: outrun a fork, exactly.
1: Well, and I think too – Uh, making this about me for a moment because it's Mm, my favorite Let's make it
0: about you. In
1: February, I was focused a lot on getting in my steps and I was ignoring my overindulgent days. And Donald, do you remember how many times I told you I actually ate in deficit in February? (laughs) I'll tell you. I think you you said it was two? Yes. It was two. I ate at a deficit two out of 28 days in February. I listen to things
0: you say (laughs) once in a while. I know, but
1: I was trying to make it sound dramatic (laughs) for our audience, like... Well, I couldn't have been I less than burp, burp, burp. That's fine. We'll edit it in post. Right. Um, but no, I was focused on my steps in February and realized I wasn't actually focused on eating at a deficit. And guess what? I gained a little bit of weight in February. Mm. So I'm trying to remedy that now by actually paying attention to what I'm doing. But I'm focusing less on steps right now and more on my calorie deficit. So uh, so I think that that is a great thing. And I don't even have to deal with the snow that you have to deal with. Is it still
2: snowing there? Or has that passed? We did get one more snow this past week, um, but I'm hoping that at this point it's finished. Do you feel like the
1: weather impacts your motivation uh, for water and exercise and all of that, or are you pretty neutral in that?
2: I do, in the sense that to me, winter um, and comfort foods, a lot of hot, heavier foods feel very um, comforting to me when it's snowing, as opposed to Spring, when we actually really get spring here in summer, when produce looks great and all the fruit looks delicious and it's easier to be outside walking, I feel like in some sense it does really make it easier. But I also know that I can make the right choices in the snow. Um, I just need to have my head in the right place.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a uh, weather loophole in Gretchen Rubins <laughs>
1: she doesn't know but, everything
0: but uh, I love you, maybe Gretchen we Rubin, should everything. maybe we should add one the, wow. uh, the it's snowy outside <laughs> so I don't have well, to no, but I think eat it's, well or exercise when it's
1: cold I don't want to drink a bunch I of know. ice water no who needs that
0: yeah no, um, nobody does
1: so what are your uh your what are you going to do in the next two weeks? Uh, I know you've got your your mom's event coming up. Uh, kind of what are your what are your strategies? Yeah are you, you, are you adding
0: any additional uh, baby steps to this?
2: So um, I'm really going to continue and the the one piece that I've been doing but I know that I can do better and I'm really gonna focus on is really mindful eating. Um, I noticed twice this past week, I started eating my lunch at work, and then a work email came through and I started dealing with it. While I was eating, and then I was taking the last bite out of my bowl, and I didn't remember having tasted anything. I just ate, and I realized. Yeah, I've oh,
0: done that oh, many times. times.
2: Yeah, and I realized I don't want to be doing that. I want, I like eating, and I want to enjoy what I eat when I'm eating. So, <laughs>
0: me too.
1: <laughs> well, and speaking of that, there have been times when I finished the last of something, and I'm like, I. I'll pay better attention. I'll have one more cookie so that I really enjoy it because I didn't pay attention to the last one. So that's, a, that's an honest thing. I know that mindful eating thing is a big issue for me, being present in the moment and not being distracted by emails or uh, or work things. So um, so I think that that is a great choice, mindfulness. Yeah.
2: And I also realized, you know, when I'm paying attention, frequently over the past few weeks, I've stopped before the food is totally gone because I've realized I'm satisfied but if I'm not paying attention, people do that. <laughs> if I'm not paying attention, yeah. I eat all of it without realizing. So I just decided I'm setting myself a hard rule that if work comes up while I'm eating, I can set my food aside and come back to it in a few minutes. But I'm not going to just mindlessly eat it while I continue working. That is some A plus adulting right
1: there. I, uh,
0: <laughs> I think you've just uh, you've just given me something to work on because I. <laughs> I am really bad at that. I, I eat at my desk every day and I usually eat lunch and dinner at my desk and uh, I am not very good at paying attention to what I'm eating while I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. There was some, there was some grid that I posted the other day of like all the things that fall into mindful mm-hmm. eating. There's like 20 things you're supposed to do to eat mindfully. I'm, I'm lucky if I just get the pay attention to the last bite bit. So uh, it is still a work in progress.
2: Um,
0: well, thank you. I appreciate the advice. I think that's good. I'm going to work on that.
2: All right. I'm going to work on it, too. Um, and also, just to give a little progress update, I am down eight pounds from where I started. So
1: wow. Insert, amazing. Insert clapping sound. Do we have, yeah. do we have clapping I just, just did
0: literally <laughs> clap. I don't know if that's annoying or not. That's listening. That's great. So, you
2: know, I know it's, it's one measure, but it is... A, a good measure, um, and it's exciting to see that these small changes are having a noticeable payoff already.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's a uh, that's a healthy pace too. I uh, it's it's been actually three weeks since we talked to you the first time, even though this will be posted two weeks later. Um, so that's uh, that's a pretty good clip. Eight oh, pounds she, in three weeks. She
1: didn't have to get bitten by a shark. <laughs>
0: No, she didn't
1: have to get dysentery. See, yeah. there's actual ways you can change your life just yeah. by changing your life instead of being bitten by that is, sharks. That is so. a harsh,
0: painful truth, <laughs> which I'm not sure I'm ready for. But
1: it is. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, checking in with us on your progress. Um, I think you've, you've taught this old dog, that old dog <laughs> Donald, some things about his own. Oh, I'm the old dog? <laughs> You're the old dog. Oh, what? Um, But, uh, well, we look forward to keeping up with you. You're the old
0: dog. I'm not the old dog.
1: Okay, let's take it offline. (laughs) Um, But uh, have a great time next week at your mom's wedding, and uh, we will check in with you in two weeks. Sounds great. I'm
2: looking forward to it. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for sharing.
1: All right, so we'll uh, we'll say goodbye for now, but you don't actually have to hang up. We'll just say goodbye. Okay, Okay,
2: goodbye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye.